It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Locked on Wizards podcast. I, I want to make some sort of joke like that the Wizards couldn't handle the heat or something. They certainly couldn't in the first half, got got blown out down by 25 points. But because this is the NBA, they did rally, got it close, had a shot to tie. But Bradley Beal missed a jumper with 2.6 uh, seconds or so in the Miami Heat hold on win, 91-88. Uh, ben standing here, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about John Wall's knee and what's bothering him the return of Jason Smith, and more. Uh, with us, first-time guest to the Lockdown Wizards podcast, the guy behind – right, you're the main man behind the Wizards extra, right? We're just going to say that. I don't know. I think that's right. Mr. Uh, Noah Getzel. Noah, thanks, man. How uh, – you know, I wish we could have brought you in here on a win. It is what it is, but uh, thanks for uh, for coming by. How, how was your Friday night while watching basketball? Got a lot more exciting. Uh, it wasn't, you know, it turned out to be a roller coaster. I was sure that the Wizards weren't just going to fold and give up, but it's it's awesome to be here. I listen to this podcast, you know, just about every day. So I feel like I know you pretty well just because I listen to your voice <laughs> all the time. I'm not sure if, like, famous reporters get that a lot where someone, like, stops in the grocery store. It's like, oh, my God, it's so cool to finally meet you. Like, hear your voice, but... I feel the same way just because I'm always hearing you, but we don't actually talk in person that much. Well, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate despite the fact that you think you know me because most people, when they get to know me, they run away. So I appreciate <laughs> the fact that you were willing to uh, to come on. Um, of course, you can find all of our podcasts on iTunes uh, and uh, hit me up on Twitter, at Ben Standing. Noah is at Noah underscore Getzel, yep, and that's you got G-O-E-T-Z-L? T-Z-E-L. T-Z-E-L. Yep, German name. And... Uh, I should know this by now. What would the website handle? Wizards Extra. Um, X-T-R. No, yeah, X-T-R-A. There's no E. Yeah, WizardsExtra.com. Uh, straight up, Noah is here all the time. He's got like a real job and a real life, and he's one of these guys who loves basketball. He's out here. He's doing the, he's doing the, the grind without the money, so big respect for that, and that's why I wanted to get you on here to talk a little bit. Uh, all right, so there's a lot to talk about. There's the horrible start. There's the big second half push, but let's start with John Wall. Uh, normally, uh, you guys know I, I play a quote from the locker room. I just hadn't had a chance to to, to, to get that uh, edited and such. But the, the the quote that I would have played is when asked when when asked what happened in that first half. Wizards shoot 28 percent from the field. They go down 50 to 25. They're down 21 points at halftime. No energy. It's looking awful. John Wall's response was me. Quote me because I played terrible. This is the, this is me ad libbing now. This is no quote. I played terrible, and basically he said that knee that's been bothering him since that Atlanta game, essentially a week ago, is still bothering him. He said, "Are you in the medical? Are you in the medical profession?" A little bit. I work at the FDA. 
Okay, well, I don't know if working the FDA can answer this, but ben, you, no, I'm not a doctor. But you have a better chance of answering this than me because what he said is he's got fluid in his knee. He said that that came when before that Atlanta game. If we all remember, he he missed around, had migraines. He said he wasn't feeling well. He said he got IVs before the game, and he said that he still has had fluid in his knees because of that IV. I have no idea if that's related. I was kind of shocked when uh, Chase Hughes was saying after John said he had fluid in his knee. Chase was like, is that from the IVs? He's like, yeah, exactly. I'm well, like, that, what? How well, do you put those two together? He, he mentioned something about that the other day, okay. but I just figured maybe by now, maybe that's true. I don't have a clue. It seems odd to me, but what do I know? In any event, he's saying it's a problem now. With, uh, he's, and look, he didn't look right at all. Just to, to put a finer point on how right he didn't look, he didn't make a basket the whole game until 525 left when he hit a three. His second three, a little bit, a couple minutes later, or I think it was under two minutes, pulled the Wizards back within three. Uh, they had it down to one. Uh, Miami, uh, with, with James. Beyond Waiters hit that three. Yeah, the Waiters Bill hit a three. Right Beal, yeah, Beal had a huge second half. They answered back and forth. Uh, James Johnson split a pair of free throws for Miami with about 5.8 seconds left to put them up two. And then Beal, uh, we'll come back to that in a sec. Beal had a shot and missed. But in terms of Wall, he said he couldn't get the knee going that the arena basically was too cold. He said that it bothered him in the game in Miami where he scored, what, 27 points? 20, he, he yeah, had 27. 27. And, but he said it bothered him there, but it was a warmer venue. And I'm like, well, could, you know, I'm sort of joking. Like, could you get them to turn up to here? You guys have heard me complain about the, 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 the cold temperatures in our environs. And it's always a little bit cold inside that arena. And, you know, he reminded me, well, there is a hockey uh, hockey rink here. Now, I don't know. There's other places in the country. Some other reporters are telling me, hey, the Boston, uh, where, where the Celtics play, they have a hockey team there, too. It's it's warm there. But in any event, we'll, we'll let somebody else determine the, th- the, the thermostat in here. Point is, his set is needed and feel great. Clearly, it looked the part. He said he's not sure about Sunday's game. He'll see how the knee feels over the next couple days. If they were to sit him based on the performance tonight, I wouldn't be surprised. It's amazing how much of a warrior he is, though. You know, like, this was the first offseason he came in. You okay? Came in with, with absolutely no injuries. You know, past last year he had two uh, knee procedures before the season. This this time he dedicated himself to getting the best shape of his life that he possibly could. He calls this the wolf season. And yet he's had been hampered with injuries in these uh, 16, 17 games. What's Wizards are 9-6 and six now. Um he had a grueling shoulder injury. He was just writhing in the pain and pain forever. He missed a game because of that. Uh, clearly, the IV treatment was from a, a cold and migraine headaches, and he said those symptoms have been lingering there. And now this knee issue—it's—it's it's like nothing's quitting. It's—it's it's too bad. I feel for the guy, given how tough he is. You know, he never leaves any of these games, but it's—it's it's just frustrating for him that he can't control these things. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, if somebody's out there as a doctor and can explain to me this whole IV knee thing, fluid in the knee thing, I would love to know. Uh, throw me an email if you want, bstandig1 at gmail.com or on Twitter at Ben Standig. I'm definitely down with figuring that out. That aside, John Wall made the point that regardless of how he played, they didn't play with energy in the first half, and he's not wrong. I mean, they were, um, you know, Miami wasn't killing it offensively, but they were getting kind of whatever they wanted. Hassan Whiteside was, once again, a big problem. He had 21 rebounds in the. He had 14 and 21 in Wednesday's game. Today he goes 22 and 16, uh, 10 for 12 from the field. He's getting dunks early, and uh, you know, a couple of blocks too. Yeah, he he was definitely a, a big force. I mean, ultimately, Miami only shot 41, percent and the Wizards 
38.1. So it evened out, but that's because the second half was it was a total reversal. Um, Scott Brooks was calling timeouts early in the first half, trying to do whatever he could to to get his his team going. He went with the all bench lineup starting the second quarter. That didn't work. Uh, he really just you know couldn't get anything to go. Now this is the NBA. You knew there'd be some sort of comeback. The question was, would there be a comeback? Where do you get it? Hey, we got it back to sort of ten points. We can't push it further. No, they got a lot further than that. They got it down. Um, they had a seventeen to six run at one point. They got it down to four. Uh, Jody Meeks, Jody Meeks had a three. Kind of kept, went back and forth a little bit. They ultimately do get it down to to one and to two. Uh, and Beal um, has that look. But in terms of, I'll get again. I keep getting to the Beal part. We'll get to that in a second. But in terms of the 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 up and down part, I asked you before we started. I said, you know, what's the thing for you that's sort of been standing out about fifteen games into the season? And your response essentially kind of ties in with that first half, second half, how it was two different teams we kind of saw out there. Yeah, it's, it's alarming to me that in home games, the Wizards just don't come out with energy. They're, they seem to rarely be the ones to punch the other team in the mouth. And I don't know if it's a lack of veteran presence or just lack of inconsistency, but it really seems like they play in spurts. And when those spurts happen, when they're getting blocks and steals and defensive rebounds running transition, they can push up by you know, 20, 30 points, but it's it's just not consistent, and that's what you need to win in the NBA. It's got to be more than 12 minutes, more than 30 minutes. It's got to be throughout, pieced together throughout the course of the game. So starts with John and Brad, the leadership. They, they just need to send the message that, you know, when they're starting the game behind, it's unacceptable. All these leak-out layups in the first quarter. I mean, what, what told the story was the very first possession for the Heat. Uh, Hassan Whiteside just gets open for an alley-oop dunk. <laughs> and, and it looked like all this was effortless. Like, layup after layup, the Wizards weren't getting back in transition. It happens in basketball. When you miss shots, like, you're less motivated and amped up to run back on defense. But as Scott Brooks was saying, that it's, it's got to it's gotta stop or else they'll keep going behind and losing these games. Absolutely. Uh, ben standing here with uh, Noah Getzel from Wiz- Wizards Extra. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that start, and uh, yes, I promise we'll get to the Bradley Beal uh, final shot uh, here in just a second on the Locked On Wizards podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so the um, you mentioned what, what what is up with these starts. Obviously, if I, you know, it's hard to put your finger on it. I've been here long enough to know that this is sort of their MO, particularly here at home. You know, the logic is, well, it's harder to win on the road. Because you're playing in front of the opposing team and they have this hostile crowd. and <laughs> But on some level, I think it also bonds you together because it's you against the world. And the Wizards always, I shouldn't say always, but they often seem to play with more energy. You know, if, if John Wall sits out Sunday, they were playing, it's Toronto, right? Yep. So, so the last time he sat out, it was also at Toronto. And they came out with a lot of energy and, and won, um, won that game, so I'm not saying it would be an automatically repeat, but the point is they seem to have some fire when they play on, on, on the road. For three quarters of the game on Wednesday, three were pretty good. That third quarter, mm-hmm. early in the fourth, was, a, was a bit quarter, of a mess, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, 
But I wonder, you come here with a press badge. How often do you come here as a fan? Never, unfortunately. Never anymore. To all the the home games, you know, <laughs> objectively. I mean, you know, you never know when you're blogging, when you're doing podcasts. You well, so, your opinion a bit, but no, no. But I was only asking because, you know, at the start of these games, whether it's the Metro or it's just the, the, the later writer crowd, whatever, there, there's just no juice in the building, and. You know, I get it. You'd like to say, you, you know, I'm sure the people out there, oh, screw it. They get paid millions of dollars. They got to fight, you know, whatever. This is their job. And I get all that. But at the end of the day, you know, I mean, you know, if you, you know, if you're, if there's nothing there, if there's nothing to feed off of, I think it's a little, human nature, I think it makes it a little bit harder. And that has been an issue. Now look, there's been other games. That Phoenix game, they came out first quarter were great and then they blew it. So I'm not saying this is any, any of these points are, you know, sort of, uh, stick in every situation one thing that was new uh this game i haven't heard in any home game this year was the booze did you think they're justified when you go down by 25 points you're getting double your score doubled 50 to 25 the fans really came back in the second half and had the teams back but was that surprising to you no because i'm too old and i've seen fans do too many things i've never been a huge believer in the booze i mean I, there were people like when, when they were down as big as they were, people were tweeting at me, "Oh, you got to fire Grunfeld, you got to, you know, this, that, and the other." And, and I'm like, "Look, they've before this game, they had won four in a row. They had held everybody, all four the opponents in those games under 100. They did that again today, so that streak's now up to five in a loss. Um, you know, and look, I mean, you know, to whatever degree we find out later that John Wall's hurt, however much you want to take that, that's a big factor. Obviously, if he's not 100, percent that's a thing. So yes, I mean, I. Fans are going to do what they want. I, I can't prevent that, or I can't do much about that. But I, I do wonder about the atmosphere aspect of it. You know, it, I don't know what you do to get people in here on time because it did seem like it filled up later. There was an ounce crowd of seventeen thousand and change. But like you said, it was a good atmosphere later. But I don't know. So it, 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 I don't know if it's the chicken or the egg. If they play better, is the crowd better early? There are also a lot of empty seats at the tip, so I don't know how you deal with that. Now, speaking of energy. Jason Smith played today, and mm-hmm. we've been wondering where, when is this going to happen? I mean, you heard people in the first half screaming, put in Jason. He didn't come in until the second half. He, he, he filled in for Mahimi's spot. Now, at that point, the Wizards had already cut the 25-point lead to about 12. Um, so I'm not going to say that Jason Smith sparked the team. That said, he definitely made the hustle plays you're used to seeing out of him. He's giving you that, that, that sort of emotion. Um, you know, he, he, he was two or four from the field. Um, you know, I mean, the, the, the stat line wasn't there, but just his presence on the court, you can see the impact he, he, he seems to make out there. Are you a, uh, 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 uh what, what would be the term if we're going to say, like, you're, you're somebody who believes in Jason Smith, uh, what would, what would we call that? One of his disciples? Yeah, maybe? yeah, are you a Jason Smith disciple? Are you somebody who was clamoring for him? to uh to get out there in whatever way that was i like what he brings to the table because you know he kind of brings that sense of urgency not desperation but he really whenever he's in the game it's a different different atmosphere and jan mahimni doesn't have that but every big man on the team has their own strengths like gortat is a great passer nobody has his vision as a big man uh he's a good rebounder and then mahimni plays better defense he's always getting into foul trouble but you know everyone has their different strengths chris mccullough is more athletic than any other big man on the team you can't have everyone who's shares the same role you can't have uh auto porter jacking up 20 shots a game if everyone else if wall and beal are doing that too so i think everyone has their unique role i really like jan mahimni i'm maybe not don't see him as jesus as some people look at <laughs> sataransky and mahimni thinking that they'll save the team 
But I think he, he played really well tonight, and it doesn't really show up in the stat line. It's it's just his hustle. He said things like sprinting into picks. and You're talking about Jason Smith. Jason Smith, yeah. I think his hustle is, is what makes him a valuable contributor to a team. I'd like to see him get more minutes, and I think he should be the backup center. Here, here's the problem with the Wizards right now. Like, I do think that – like, I, I think I said this on the podcast the other day when when asked about why is Ian Mahimi playing. And my basic take is, look, I mean – Whatever you want to say, they did invest, make a huge invest, investment in him. It's still pretty early early in the year. He did hit when he was on the court last year. The second unit was better. You got to play it out. You 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 need him to get better. It's it's too late. We can we can worry about the money all we want, but it doesn't matter. He's on this team. They need him to play better. That's the bottom line. That said, I'm in favor of putting Jason. I'm, I'm in favor of letting him go the first half. If it's not clicking, then Jason Smith is re- always ready to go. But my the, the the problem is Jason Smith is being overrated here in the sense that he's not we're, we're all acting like putting Jason Smith and it'll solve the problems. Jason Smith, heck of a fine guy, good, you know, could do a lot of things. But realistically, I have no issue if he's the eleventh man, i.e., he doesn't play a lot. But they don't. But because they're not getting a lot out of Mahimi, it makes it more like oh man, like what, what, what put in that guy? At least he's moving, he's doing the things like you said, the hustle plays. It's like um, the scene of Mighty Ducks, you know, where they just had to switch the line because nobody had any energy. Oh, wow. So right there we just verified that I am way older than you because I've never seen – I know Emilio Estevez is in the Mighty Ducks, but other than that, I got nothing for those movies. I couldn't even begin to tell you. But anyway, so I'm sure the, I'm sure the younger people will appreciate the uh, the, 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 the reference that I uh, – Space Jam, you seen that movie? You know what? I, like, I, I only saw – no. I only saw, like, a snippet or two because of, like, Jordan or Ewing, but no, I uh, – I know. I missed that At one half-time, too. At halftime, uh, the space Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes are down really big. I don't know, like fifty points or something. And I thought it would be like steroids, but they have this secret drink that they're all sipping on, and it gives them like all this energy. And it's just water, honestly. But they come out strong in the second half. And Jason Smith is like that secret, magical, mysterious drink for the Wizards. It seems like. <laughs> well, uh, you know, look. I mean, like I said, that that that's sort of the issue is that. If Jason Smith is the answer, they're already sort of in, in trouble. Um, Mike Scott did play today. He, he played nine minutes after not playing in the game uh, at Miami. Um, I think I mentioned here on the podcast, and Scott Brooks essentially confirmed it, that basically Brooks went with a shorter rotation because he uh, tight. He, he they can't. I don't know if he. I guess he knew in advance they canceled practice Thursday, so he went with a shorter rotation Wednesday um, to. You know, that's what he wanted to do. Scott didn't play a ton here either. Um, you know, uh, it's fine. I mean, you know, look, I mean, you can't, you can't play, like you just sort of said, you can't play everybody. And because they were down so much, you know, he, he may be stuck with some other guys a little bit, uh, a little bit longer. Uh, what did you think of Bradley Beal playing um, all of the third quarter and then the first four, three or four minutes of the fourth quarter? Do you think that lineup could be sustainable? Obviously, he went off for 14 points in the third quarter and finished with 26, uh, just four points in the first half. So do you think that's a, a good look, him leading the second unit? Well, I mean, I don't think you – know, he played 40 minutes, and that you know, and this is – I think he played around pretty, pretty high minutes the other night. Obviously, that's not sustainable over the course of the year, or at least it's certainly not ideal. Again, when we find out later that Wall isn't isn't t- totally right, even Wall still played 35 minutes. Um, you know, I, I, and look, Beal, like everybody else, I mean, Beal, Wall, and Porter went over in the first quarter, but he got it hot going into 30 at 14 of his 26 in that quarter. So I guess Brooks just looked at it like, hey, where we're down – 
The point guard's not all the way, all, all the way going yet. He's the only one going, so let's just stick it out. Um, you know, we, you've heard me talk about this. They, I don't get why they don't stay with a starter on the court at all times. I feel like Miami did tonight, at least when I was noticing it. He continues to – Scott Brooks continues to not automatically stay with that. I don't necessarily know if I love the guy playing the entire first or third quarter and then starting the second or fourth. Yeah. But, okay, I guess if you you know, if you know work out the minutes or you know who the guy is and he's not going to get tired or whatever – that, that, that's fine. I wouldn't say that Bradley Beal, though, is that that's an ideal, um, I, I, ideal for him. Uh, but like, you know, again, they, they didn't have too many options, and um, you know, I mean, jo, you know, Tim Frazier, Jody Meeks, I mean, Tim Frazier, over three. Um, you Oubre, know, one for nine. Yeah, Ubre did five three pointers. The Wizards started what? Oh, seventeen. I think it was over. I think it was over sixteen. Then Morris hit a three yeah. in, the, in the third quarter. Um, before, okay, I've now teased this to the 80th time. <laughs> we'll get to Bradley Beal in that last shot, just because I wanted just to mention what he had said. Uh, right out, or just one second here on the Lockdown Wizards podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, 5.8 seconds, Wizards have the ball. I tweeted immediately, this is an opportunity. This is where Bradley Beal needs to take the ball. He's been doing well. Again, we don't know that John Wall totally hurt at that point. He had just made two three-pointers actually in the last two minutes before, but this is where, you know, Bradley Beal, end of game, end of quarter situations, put the ball in his hands, let him do the stuff. To me, that's ideally where I would go. He's so good now on the drive. He obviously can shoot. He, he finished 5 of 12 from 3, but he was, like, the rest of them were, was pretty bad early, so those numbers actually look pretty good, um, considering he got the ball, he was behind the three-point arc, could have looked to, to launch from there, go for the win, he didn't. He pulled inside the arc. Got a decent look. It was a step back jumper. It missed. That, 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 that's going to happen. He said afterwards that he's still sort of kicking himself for not having taken the three because he had been hot. But you know, it, it was sort of in between. Um, I ultimately didn't have a huge issue with it. I guess if I'm going to have any big t- takeaway, it was that that they did give the ball to Beal. Again, I understand Wall was hurt, but at least Beal got the shot. I'm willing to live with that, even if ultimately. That's not the way. Yeah, it didn't go the way they wanted. He said he saw Josh Richardson just chasing out on him as soon as he caught it. So there's always that position when you're up by or you're down by two. Like, do you take the chance and shoot the three if it's open, or do you just try and settle and with the two and tie it up? Because either way, if you miss, you're the villain. If you make it, you're a hero. So it's tough either way. But he said afterwards, after everyone turned off the recorders, he's he's kind of like debating it back and forth. He said, "I made three of those already. Should just shot that shit." Basically, is is what's going on in his mind. Of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. It was a good shot. Uh, the Wizards should, despite this awful first half, be proud of this comeback. It's, it's difficult to come back twenty five points down, just make it a game. It goes down to a very final shot. Yeah, and and uh, it is. You know, this team goes as John Wall goes particularly on the defensive end and from an energy standpoint, if he's not all the way there and he, even when his knee has been fine, sometimes there are those games where he's not at full blast. We, again, uh, you know, I'm not making an excuse. He didn't make an excuse. Um, 
that, that this knee situation is is interesting, in a, not in a good way. Um, and look, if he's not right, the Wizards now at this point they've got three games left before Thanksgiving. Uh, you have the schedule right there. Yeah, we're playing it's, the Raptors uh, no, Sunday, and then very next day going to Milwaukee face uh, the Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Wednesday is also on the road in Charlotte. Yeah, so three straight road games. Right, so three games and then in in four days. Um, you know, look with the back to back, like you said, that it would be their first one of the year. You know, if Wall's not feeling right, I'd pick, I'd make a call, pick one, and don't bother with the other one. Uh, they already beat Toronto once. I'm not saying that would be easy. The Milwaukee game is the one I'm definitely most interested in because Milwaukee was a problem for them last year. Even though, um, you know, I think the Wizards ultimately won the season series, it didn't feel that way watching it. But in any event, uh, that's obviously what what we need to watch here, um, and we'll do that. And we'll talk about it here on the Lockdown Wizards podcast. Noah, what a uh, what a performance! You know, you unlike the Wizards, you sustained your energy from start to finish. Greatly appreciate your uh, your time, man. Glad we got this done. Uh, we'll have to do it again. Ben, I just want to say before we sign off, you're the reporter who I've seen in this locker room the longest. This is my fourth season coming here, and I really look up to you. You're always asking the right questions. Um, I've known you actually since. Uh, I was an intern with Comcast Sportsnet back in 2012, wee little college lad at the time, and I've I've just thought you're always asking the right questions, very professional. It's I'm I'm amazed by what you do, and just to see this podcast develop and grow from you know this side project that you're starting whimsically to something where you're interviewing ESPN's Kevin Pelton and Brian Windhorst and Michael Lee and Mike Wise and Dan Snyberg, it's incredible how far this has come. So. It's been an awesome opportunity, and I, I feel goosebumps tonight. Like it's my first time in the Wizards locker room all over again. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Wow, you—I uh, uh, don't even know what to say to all that, other than appreciate it. Uh, we'll have to—we'll have to—I uh, don't know—we'll have to have a talk about your uh, your, your your sense of, of of the world over here. It is not nearly that grand, but I appreciate uh, appreciate your comments, and of course, thank you guys. For listening, remember, you can find all the podcasts on iTunes. I should have said this at the top, but I didn't because I'm not really good at this at all sometimes. I started a new college basketball podcast. If you're interested in that, if you're interested in hearing about Georgetown, Maryland, George Mason, GW, and the like, you can go find it. It is on patreon.com forward slash Ben Standig. Uh, I'm going to see if I can make this work. I'm going to try. It's got a little bit of a sort of a crowdfunding element to it, uh, but I'm two episodes in. I've now interviewed two coaches, an NBA player, a uh, bunch of other folks, so go check that out. Uh, if you've got any thoughts on that, again, hit me up on Twitter or email, and we can discuss where you want me to be. All right, Noah, thank you again. Thanks to you guys, and until next time, see ya. Everybody Deal. Gets open for three. Dagger! Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.